Welcome to Triumph. This is a show about God's mercy and healing for those people who have navigated through an abortion experience in their past and and are sorrowful for that experience and are trying to go through that in a loving and caring way. And uh, this is a conversation um, uh, show between a couple of people who have been through it. I'm Tim Welsh. I'm executive director for Bethesda Healing Ministry, and I'm here with my wife, Joe. Hello. And a long time ago, we we have an abortion in our past. True. Yes. How long? <laughs> it's uh, forty years ago. Forty-four years ago, probably. Right. Yes. So, um, one of the things I wanted to uh, make sure I mention a couple of things. One is to, to start off that I would. Um, if anybody out there is is struggling through an abortion experience, please give Bethesda a call. It's area code 614-309-0157. That's 614-309-0157. Uh, there's some really caring people waiting to talk to you, and there are people that have been through what you've been through, just like Joanne and I have, and, and uh, uh, they're, they're, they're waiting, actually, to talk to you. So if, yes. if you'd like to have some help along that road we'd love to help you right absolutely Joe? um the other thing I, I wanted to this is part two of a uh part two of a series <laughs> so we're getting all <laughs> is this part two yeah. and the uh, the final uh, or it could be part two and then uh, then there'll be an epilogue i think oh, okay. okay so this is Go part ahead. two and it brings up an important point that if if you'd like to um uh, see or listen to some of the other programs that we've done. They're all titled, I think, appropriately, and they're out on Saint Gabriel Radio dot org and dot org or dot com dot com. Yeah, it's Saint Gabriel Saint Gabriel under Radio podcasts. dot com under podcast. Look under Triumph, and you'll see. Golly, fourteen months or so of them, I guess. Fourteen, sixteen months of them. So. Uh, some of them are better than others, I think. Uh, we, yeah. We, we, when we first Sorry. started, uh, we uh, Sorry in advance. Yeah, yeah. We apologize in advance for anything that. Uh, but we started out talking about our story and kind of have kind of meandered through all of that. Yeah, yeah. And there's still some meandering to do, which is what True. we're going to do today. So let's let's commence the meandering. Okay. Shall we? Yes. So we talked about the process last time. Yes. Last time we talked about, you know, what it's like when you walk into uh walk into a place like Bethesda mm-hmm. and and what those feelings are like and how they uh how they affected the the entire process. And um we likened it, I think if I remember correctly, I likened it a little bit to I remember the first AA meeting I walked into, I was scared to death I would see somebody that I would know because <laughs> I didn't want anybody to know I was an alcoholic. When yes. in fact, when I walked in, and in fact, I walked in there and I saw a couple people that I knew, that I knew, you know, from even a long time, you know, my childhood. And I thought, I felt kind of embarrassed that I was there, but frankly, they probably didn't want to see me either, you know, yeah, and they, yeah. they were there for the exact same reason. Right, and they probably had the same sort of embarrassment that I yes. did just seeing me, and because um, yeah. they probably didn't want anybody to know they were alcoholics. Well, when you walk into a place like Bethesda, you know that that's kind of the first yeah. thinking, isn't it? Yeah, it takes a lot of um, it. It's it's kind of an act of bravery for more. It it's like walking into the rooms of Alcoholic Anonymous, Alec. Alcoholics Anonymous, but um, 
it's it's scary, but yeah. it's um, you're 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 just brought into the fold and accepted immediately, and yeah. it's it's amazing and it's a great place where you can just finally let down and and cry if you need to and just start to work through yeah your healing probably laugh a little bit although at first they're probably kind of nervous laughs right i just kind of like uh. yeah i'm not i don't remember laughing a whole lot no I, I can't imagine at that time but you know once you've recognized that you you could use some help uh working through an issue like that whether it's alcoholism or whether it's the healing after an abortion experience i mean there's a there's a moment of clarity you know that yes. that they always talk about that that you you know that you need uh, need some help and some guidance and someone to hold your hand through the process. And you just kind of wonder, I, I think what, what we'll talk about today a little bit is those benchmarks that, that along the way, you know, there's those, there's those little kind of way stations where you, you suddenly, you maybe have a revelation that, that you didn't have before and suddenly things start to make sense a little bit, you know, and, and maybe you can, I know we talked about a couple of them as, as we were coming into the radio station. And, you know, maybe you can start a, sort of start sharing maybe what was that first, and maybe it happened before you even went to Bethesda, but what was that first, um, what was that first kind of revelation that, that, that benchmark, or I don't, I don't know quite what to call yeah, it on yeah. the path, you know? Yeah. Um, I think accepting the responsibility of having an abortion um, because for so many years, 30 some odd years, 34 years, I, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really want to think about it, uh, let alone accept responsibility. Um, cause if you think about it, then, you know, that sends you down some kind of a, a rabbit hole for sure. But, um, that was kind of the first thing was just, um, I mean, being able to say the word, that's a big deal. Yeah. To be able to say abortion. Yeah. Um, but also just to accept it and then, okay, I'm ready. That was first, that was a baby step. Now here's some more baby steps I need to keep working through. Yeah, that's maybe that's the maybe that's the right term. Baby, what 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 those baby steps were instead of benchmarks. Maybe that's ill. Maybe that's poorly put. But so so once you've said the word abortion, what what is that? And and by the way, I I think that that we all need to be very sensitive uh, to that because if you believe the statistics, that one in four women by the age of forty will have had an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're likely to be in a group of people with a woman who has had one, you Correct. know, who has, has, yes. has had an abortion experience in her in her past. And I do think we have to be a little bit careful of you know referring that uh, as murder, right. referring yes. to it as Absolutely. killing, yes. even even though that's that is exactly what it is. I, I think yes. we need to be more uh, charitable than that. I mean, right. in our wording, and I think we have to just in these kind of discussions, you and I have arrived at at the notion of of the wording, the phraseology of having had an abortion experience in their past, yes, rather than being post-abortive, you yes. know, which is a classic term that a lot of people use. Yes. So, so once you once you're able to say the word abortion, I mean, what does that do to you? Then then what? I mean, 
How does that, does, what, what's the? It, it, it just it allows you a lot of freedom. Um, just for, for me, for years of um, living a certain way, um, and 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 not really realizing that maybe um, there was something I don't want to say wrong with my behavior, but I behaved in a way that I had I felt I had to to kind of cover up to make sure um, that that nobody found out about um, about me. So once you you know, once you meet other women that have had the same experience and uh, the other, the other thing we were kind of talking about is it's, it's one, one of those revelations is you, you're in a group of women and you work in a group at Bethesda and you hear these stories and you all have come from the same place, basically. I mean, your stories are different but you all have that common experience of an abortion and it allows you to um, just be kind to yourself, I guess, to, to just go, okay, they're still standing. I'm still standing. I'm here breathing. I'm alive. Yeah. Blood um, is still coursing through your veins. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I said that word, but uh, okay. I didn't die from that. That's, you know, um, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but well, to some extent, I, I was curious about uh, we we some of these things. You know, for the listening audience, Joanne and I have been happily married for a long time forty almost forty three years, and there's some things we just have never talked about. This is this is I think you're you're witnessing or listening to the healing process at work, sort of when Correct. you're listening to this radio <laughs> right. station, and so, to some extent because. Because um, some stuff I, we, we just we've just never really never really delved into, but but isn't that also a um, not only not only were you not able to say uh, the word abortion, or you're not able you you're sort of hiding the abortion uh, so that nobody else would know. That was almost a self defense mechanism, wasn't it? I mean, you were putting up a shield to oh, yeah, to kind of. Uh, guard your own psyche, if you will. Yeah, right? yeah, um, definitely a shield. Um, the, you know, in the in kind of post-abortion kind of world, you know, they they talk a lot about you know building a kind of a wall around your heart uh, just to protect yourself, and you know that that takes a lot of time. That I I, I invested a lot of time in that building that wall <laughs> i know i was there <laughs> so it takes a lot of time to tear that back down to to be just an authentic person again um who god has you know called us all to be i mean i think everybody it takes it takes time to kind of figure that out right you don't just like graduate from high school and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I, do, 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 I know what I'm going to do. And, um, but when you have an abortion experience, it's it, like it, it stifles that creativity and that kind of looking inward kind of thing. You, you end up one ends up for me. I ended up just trying to 
maybe do what I thought other people wanted me to do. Um, not really knowing what I want to do because you don't, um, you never really fully look at yourself and, and, and explore, you know, what the possibilities are because you're too busy hiding this thing. Uh, I don't know if that makes any sense at all. Well, it does. And I, I, I also, I often think about what you just said in, in the case of building a silo around you you know mm-hmm. you, you build it up it, it gets built up over time and it gets built up with cement block or brick or whatever and but then and you know you may lay a, an entire layer around this silo around your heart or around your your psyche or just around your person but you have to then disassemble it one brick at a time yeah so i mean i think i i think that's the that's the essence of what we're talking about today is that what what are those bricks? And you yeah. know, one of them you articulated was being able to actually say the word abortion. You right. know, that's that's a brick. So you 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 throw that over on the pile, right? Yeah. And so the 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 silo's not quite as high as it was before. And then and then you mentioned accepting responsibility for for your actions. I mean, that's another brick, right? I right. mean, so so what are some of the other bricks? Let me let me just. Um, tee that question up for you and let the listening audience uh, know they're listening to Triumph on St. Gabriel Radio in Columbus, Ohio. Um, It's a show about God's mercy and healing after an abortion experience. I'm Tim Welsh, Executive Director for Bethesda Healing Ministries. I'm here with my wife, Jo, and we have have walked through that healing process ourselves. and are, are walking through. are walking through that <laughs> healing process that is correct it's, it's never a past tense no it never really is and i i also wonder you know this is again something that just pops into my head i mean are you ever truly healed from that i mean is, is and we use that vernacular a lot mm-hmm. that you know this is a healing ministry mm-hmm. uh, which it is but are you really ever i mean certainly maybe you you are healed in the sense that um but you in the sense that you know the skin is covering up the 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 um the injury but but there's still a scar there right I mean, right yeah yeah I, I, yeah that's always going to be there and and from time to time you may think about it um but you're free now not to have to worry about hiding it so part of the you know, tearing down the wall is, okay, I'm done hiding this. I can now work on tearing down that wall, mm-hmm. peeling back those layers, however you want to put it. And um, I just forgot what I was going to say. Um, but it it does take time. But it's such a freedom. And when I work with um, women, I do a virtual call twice a month on uh, the first Wednesday and the third Wednesday of every month. And I have some ladies that are working through um, the manual. And um, I think they will all say, I just have this like, just total sense of freedom. Not like we're all going to go crazy or, you know, go out and, spend money we don't have or but it's just like this personal freedom and even though we all knew 
in our hearts that God loved us because he chose us, we just never, never fully accepted that. For me, I didn't. It was, yeah, yeah, I know God loves me, but I don't love, I don't love me. Um, and, and I don't really know um, what's going to happen in my life. You know, there were, there were just so many times, I don't mean to be morbid or anything like that, but, you know, there were so many years that I just thought, well, this is, this is kind of all it is. This is my life. And it's me trying to escape this um, thing that I'm hiding from. And at some point, I'll just, I'll just die and that'll be that. You know, I never really felt like I could explore um, what I was capable of or what God was calling me to be. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm still figuring that out and I'm not really a spring chicken. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, I didn't <laughs> notice that. I'm not going to ask you how old you are because okay, gentlemen don't do that. I would have to, um, I'd have to count that up on my fingers and toes anyway. Yeah. So, well, um, it, this I, is, I, uh, I guess I, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm rambling a little bit here, but it is, it's so hard to explain. It's like, you're almost like you're just fully alive all of a sudden. And the weight of that, of hiding that secret for so long, pushing it down, not, you know, not fully living. Um, it, it's very hard to explain, but it is such a relief. It is so wonderful. So what was the, what was the key moment that, what was the brick that you disassembled the silo, uh, uh, from the silo? What was the key moment that, that got you to that freedom. I mean, there, there, there were, I'm, I'm sure there were aha moments all through this process. And I'm also sure that there were plateaus, you know, you, you make a little bit of progress and then you reach this plateau that maybe for even days or even weeks, you don't seem to be making any progress, but, but what was that? What was the aha moment? What, what was the, well, there were many, um, just, you know, having the grace um, to, like I said, to accept my responsibility in this. But also at some point, I realized that the sex of my, of our child, like I, you know, naming, naming our child. I mean, that, that is purely a gift from God. It's that kind of a moment because when I first went to Bethesda, I thought, you know, I'm hearing women talk and I'm like, oh, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to do that. I'm, I'm just here to check off the boxes and I'm going to get through this and I am going to go home. Um, my husband will think I'm healed and I'll be on the road. Oh, you know, I, and your husband is me. Yeah. Okay. Just, just curious. <laughs> Okay. This, is, this, I, this is what's going I'm, into my head. I'm very rarely spoken of in third person. That's the reason I, <laughs> my name is Tim. <laughs> Some call you that. Some call me Tim. Um, so the, the, the thing of it is, is that I think there may be a revelation also that 
Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, um, at least not right this moment. Um, <laughs> but, you know, suffering is not embarrassing or, or, or offensive or like something that is not to be endured. I mean, suffering right. is suffering is a blessing, you know, right. and, and, and I think at some point you kind of have to let the pride down and say, golly, I, I'm, I need to suffer a little. Right. I mean, and I yeah. need to endure that in a prayerful and charitable way. Right. right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think the suffering also, it comes from years of denying it, but it also comes in the acceptance, looking at yourself like, oh, um, you know, dealing with anger and you know we kind of talked about this before where i never thought i was ever angry at anyone or anything about my abortion but then you know i i dig into that a little bit and and yeah the the suffering through i don't i don't suffering with a small s when i'm kind of finally looking at myself accepting yes i was angry i you know, my behavior was awful. Um, I've, I've denied really getting close to a lot of people. I mean, you, my husband, Tim, um, our children. Yeah. Um, and, and just that, um, to in the little ways and in, and in the big ways, because I was afraid of, um, not appearing perfect. Um, and I know I wasn't perfect, but, uh, I tried to be perfect and that, that takes a lot of energy. Let me tell you. Yeah, it does take a lot of energy. So, so as you, as you walk through this process with the other folks in the, in the group sessions at Bethesda, um, what do you feel is, is probably the most the the kind of biggest takeaway from that whole process because um you know a lot of people have they don't feel like they have any hope out there like they were like yeah. they're like you either they don't feel like there's any hope which is what you just articulated this is just my life and i'm gonna die and that's gonna be that right, right. and that that's hopelessness right, right. so right. but but so what what gave you hope i mean what was the thing I mean, what what finally did it um i guess working just you know prayer um working through um he, the healing process and kind of looking at it as it relates to you know gospel stories i mean the woman at the well the woman that was hemorrhaging for 12 years um you know the woman that was caught in adultery you know all those stories when you're working through them and you're you're realizing god's mercy is infinite <laughs> and i am just really a speck here but once i open up about my experience talk about it there's such a relief and it's my my relationship with god is more than just like i'm a i'm no longer a speck 
You know, I, I realized that he loves me so much and he wants me to be the best person I can be, the best version of myself, if you will, that it, um, it's just, it's just such a beautiful feeling. It's almost, it's hard for me to describe, but it's, it's working through these, these stages of, of the healing manual kind of, um, using, um, the gospel stories, um, to kind of help with that healing. It's, and, and the other women that have walked in my shoes and helped along the way and you see them and they're, they're like normal people. So you're like, okay, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> and that's the value of working through it with a, uh, in kind of a group. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So one final thing I just wanted to ask, and we just have a couple more minutes, so I, I don't want to don't want to belabor the point. But is there any is was was there at any time you know when you saw others giving birth and when you saw others having kids and is there was there any kind of what did that do to you through that process? Um. Yeah i I never um I didn't. That wasn't a close, I didn't allow myself to be too close to that. Um, you know, we, our son and his wife just had a baby mm-hmm. two night, a night last night, sometime. And I can really, I find joy in that. Whereas before, I never found joy in that, that, that creation kind of story because I, I, I just, I just never allowed myself that joy. Yeah. Well, we're gonna li- we're gonna talk about that next time. We're gonna talk about the hope and the joy associated with the healing process, and and actually finding joy in other people's happiness and joy. I think is a is a key component of of the whole process as well. So. We'll talk about that next time. You have been listening to Triumph on St. Gabriel Radio in Columbus, Ohio. This is Tim Welch, and I'm here with my wife, Jo, who I once again have fallen in love with during this show. I always <laughs> do. Um, uh, we love having you listen to us, and, and if you have any questions or, or working your way through an abortion experience in your past, either male or female, give me a call at, or give Bethesda a call at 614-309-0157. God bless you all. Have a great rest of the day. Then he sucked in.